Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Specht. Hello. How's it going, Derek? Fantastic. We have somebody here with us tonight. Well, for one, I'm here tonight. Yeah. I'm not recording a remote. That's what I'm saying. We. We have, because, yes. you know, you haven't been here, so I've had to get invisible yeah. friends. Mostly because I didn't want to drive. Yeah, that's what I figured. <laughs> Derek's losing interest <laughs> in driving. Losing interest? I think he lost interest. <laughs> I can't believe I lasted this long. Alan Drummond's <laughs> joining us this evening. How you doing, Alan? Good. How you guys doing? Not too shabby. Fantastic. Fantastic. We were supposed to have a fourth person joining us. Yeah. But unfortunately, John Van Berger is down in... He's the Everglades. Incommunicado. Well, Unfortunately, really. Well, it depends on what <laughs> sure happens on the trip. That word. <laughs> what, what, what happens on the trip? I mean, there are pointy-toothed reptiles and <laughs> long snake-like objects that he may come into contact snake-like with. Snake-like objects? Or okay, snakes. snakes. <laughs> <laughs> is a snake hey, not a snake-like is that object? Snake like a snake-like thing? <laughs> No, that alligator. Isn't he like an alligator type thing? What's yeah. he doing down there? Other kayaking. than not communicating. Kayaking. <clears throat> He's on a kayak trip with a buddy. Where? The Everglades. From where to where? He didn't say. <laughs> there was You're demanding a lot of info was, here, Alan. He was supposed to call in tonight and give us details. And the internet connection he has down there is extremely spotty. So he keeps dropping uh, dropping signal. So it's just like, you know what? We'll wait till you get out and you can give us a full-on report when uh, trip report on paddling the Everglades. The reason we wanted him here this evening, mm-hmm. we had our 300th episode of two months ago. Something like that. Is that two months ago now? 14 episodes ago, anyway. 314. Yeah, so... 14 divided by 4. 14 weeks ago. 14 weeks ago. Three and a half half months months ago. Yeah, something like that. You math whizzes, you. (laughs) Look at you. Look at you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Look at you go. Somebody call the Genius Club. Uh, (laughs) And now, the day that this episode is airing, Mm -hmm. February 17th, 2022... Marks exactly six years. Is it? From our very first Shouldn't you episode. tell me these things? No. <laughs> surprise! <laughs> surprise, surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah, February 17th, 2016 was our very first episode of Paddling Adventures Radio. Wow. That long ago. We wanted John here because he's... Last few years, he's been a part and part parcel. He's yep. integral. He's our foreign correspondent. Yep. Well, when did and he start? Seventeen, eighteen, eighteen. Uh, I do believe his it Yukon was. Yeah. journey, his first Yukon yeah. trip. Yeah, yeah. So I think that was eighteen. Two thousand. He's okay. been here what three to four years already. Yeah, right. Um, and then Alan, we wanted you here because you've participated quite a bit. You've been a co-host a couple of times, and you throw us ideas and topics every so often. So. He, he posts yeah. on the Facebook page he more posts than on I do. Our free, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> do, do you ever? <laughs> no, <Derek>? I don't. <laughs> it's not that he doesn't. It's that he's not allowed. <laughs> I don't do much social media. 
There's a reason. Posting. 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 You don't yes. do much social media. I Posting. read it. I just yeah. don't post. <laughs> He's we'll, a call, we'll call you a voyeur, for lack of a better <laughs> yes. word, lurker. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I'm a lover, not a fighter, and you're a voyeur, not a poster? Is that how it goes? <laughs> yeah, something like that. I don't that. like that. We'll let people decide. An information gatherer. Yes, Ooh, there you go. Right. That's what I do. Yes, I gather eyeball information. Is that what, that's it. <laughs> yes, that's what we're yeah. calling it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, our first episode, February 6th, the 17th, 2016, we started on the Reno Viola Outdoor Network as an online radio program. That seems so long ago. I know. It's like We were recording, our, trying to record our first episodes in the truck <laughs> on our old H4N, Zoom H4N recorder. It was weird, Alan. It was weird. The two, of us, of, McDonald's, the two of us sat in a truck. McDonald's park. You know, it was Park-Long. a big truck. That wasn't the small it, track. <laughs> it was a Tim Hortons parking lot. We were both sitting in the back seat in the corner, bar, back dark corner of the parking lot. Both of you in the back seat. <laughs> yes. Trying to record. It was so quiet. So the wind was getting steamy. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> we had to crack the window. I just see the cop knocking on the door. Uh, gentlemen, uh, what are you doing here? Recording a radio I'm podcast? <laughs> okay. Step out of the vehicle, sir. Speaking of the microphone. Well, because we figured at the time... That was halfway between Derek's house and my my house because it's the um, we weren't fully committed little, at that time. It was uh, meeting halfway. Yeah, the Are restaurant you center. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't quit. I no, keep no, waiting no, to get no, fired. No. I keep waiting for him to fire me, but he just won't fire me, and I can't quit. Yeah, because I've been with uh, HR trying to find out how much I have to pay him, if, and <laughs> severance pay. They keep adding zeros and multiplying by zeros, and no one can give me it. The front number yeah. is a zero too, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think at the end of the day, he actually owes me, so I'm doing a favor by not firing him. Because <laughs> I buy the beer. Yeah, although I didn't much. buy it this week. No, no. But there is beer that you bought like a month ago, still, still there, sitting in there. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we started as as a uh, on the uh, Reno Vale Outdoor Network as an online radio program, and once the network decided, you know what, we're we're calling it a day, we decided to just keep on going as a podcast, and I think we've that sort of let us go that extra little bit farther. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, with with the the online radio show, you've got to get people's everything your your thing and your whole week in line. Before, like the week before, so exactly. That, I know. I know the one thing that we had a problem with was that we had to have next week's show in the a previous Friday. Yeah. So we so always miss the events of the weekend. Yeah. Right, right. So I remember, that, I remember that. I remember listening to that and going, "Why the hell aren't they talking about yeah, what yeah. happened last weekend?" Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. So well, yeah, sense. anything that happens this weekend is in two weeks, and it was yeah. like. So now we figure, wow, we can record on a Monday, Tuesday. I can do what I need, all the editing on the Wednesday, and it drops first thing Thursday morning. Yeah. So I think that's really been uh, been pretty good for us. And, and if you look online, if you go in like Podbean or wherever you get your podcasts, if you look, it's like it starts out 52 minutes, 52 minutes, yeah. 52 minutes. We were formatted for an online radio show. And then after we went pure pro- podcasting, it's like, oh, an hour and a half. Yeah. Oh, hour and 20 yeah, minutes. We were, we were still Alan Drummond comes on board. Hour 48 minutes. <laughs> Kevin Callum <laughs> comes on board. Three hours. Three hours. hours. <laughs> Two episodes. <laughs> Let's divide this one into three episodes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, there's so many that were. But even after we started as the podcast, it was we kept on that rigorous 52 we minutes. We stuck to it for a while. And then it was like, 
you know what? What are we doing? Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah. So now we still stick to the 52 Ish. as our guy. We've never been under. We've never been under. It's really to the Sean's OCD. Yeah. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> what? Uh, so yeah. So yeah, we've, we've never been under 52 and that's what we go for is that 52. We've been close, mm-hmm. but, and then there's times where we're 50 minutes when you just BS it for two. <laughs> you, you, you only BS it for two on some episodes? Really? <laughs> <laughs> only two. I think our record is 52 minutes. <laughs> You're right. Well, we have, we've never had to resort to talking slow. Yeah. Well, Sean. <laughs> so speaking so of slow, this a, a, couple of, a couple of weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, a couple, couple months ago, oh. I, think it was, I, I, I text Sean, I'm like, you speed up the... The intro music and the exit music, because it, it seems weird. The rest of the thing seems fine. But then he's like, no. And he, I think you dug into the electronic BS behind everything. He's yeah. like, no, no. Everything's recording fine. Everything's getting uploaded fine. And I was actually listening to another podcast one day, and they sound like they're talking fast. Like, hmm. What the hell? So I oh. look, and my iTunes yeah. was playing it at 1.25 speed, <laughs> right? So then I go and I play a, a PAR episode, and it's like 1.25 speed. So yeah. I'm like, okay, so that's why the intro music sounds fast, but does that mean the hillbillies are actually talking slow? Apparently, <laughs> we're, we're talking I've slower. I've at that, and you cannot tell how fast that there's any difference in you guys' talking. Wow. Wow, what's, what are you saying, Alan? And I get through the episode a little bit quicker than most. <laughs> Which, some episodes are a good thing. Just kidding. Listen next week when Alan comes up with more tips and tricks. <laughs> Thanks, Alan. At, at 1.5, they sound like the chipmunks. <laughs> Do you want to go paddling with chipmunks? Just boost that up some. Uh, um, so, yeah, over the past... Uh, Six years. I got to say, we've met a lot of a, a lot of people, really great people. We've had the opportunity to paddle with a lot of great people. Uh, Stand up paddle boards, kayaks. We've done know. a lot. Like, yeah, we've d- been part of a, a TV show. Mm-hmm. You Couple, more than me, yeah. 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 Alan. You were there. Mm-hmm. You were on it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's uh, it's been quite an experience. It's uh, the range of stuff that. Like, I never would have thought I would have been doing half of this stuff, right? It's like, oh, I can't believe I had the opportunity to do this or meet this person or, yeah. you know what I mean? It's It's been uh, it's been quite the journey. It's been pretty exciting. It's, I don't think I would have otherwise have met, like, Kevin Callan or, or you know, half the people that we've met. And it's, uh, so it's been it's been quite the journey. It's uh, Well, you know, I, I, I made the, I was having a chit chat with my brother and we used to go to, like, the outdoor shows and stuff and we'd sit in the audience. And it was more the fishing shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we'd watch these guys up on the stage and they're talking, well, if you want to go catch walleye and this is what you got to do. And, you know, and the next guy's from Bassmasters and it's top of the, you know, <laughs> top fisherman of the year. Yeah. And he's doing the circuit of all these, these shows. And you're thinking, that's cool coming here and seeing these guys in person as opposed to on TV. And then you turn around and like I was at the, uh, Outdoor, Toronto Outdoor Adventure Show, doing a presentation and stuff. Now, we're those guys mm-hmm. that people are coming up, oh, you're Sean and Derek. Yeah, and you're the podcasters. Yeah, you're, you're the this, podcast you're guys. That, yeah. It's like, on the inside, you're like, I'm just Sean. Yeah. You're just Derek. Mm-hmm. But No, on the outside, you're the, like that. On the inside, you're like, giggling like a little girl that, oh my God, they just came up and recognized me. I got to call my mom. Freaking lie. I've been there. I've seen it. Uh, wow. Well, you guys, you guys like 
left me at Canucopia because people were keep coming up to talk to me. And you guys just got We abandoned you. You abandoned us. We're supposed to leave at like 11 a.m. So we're all standing outside with John. And four hours later, you come out because you're talking to everybody. Don't give us that shit. Well, you know. I've, I've been. Square, to, where's the square jerk? Wow. That last. about to get rich now. 12 minutes, Alan. 12 <laughs> minutes. I've, I've been to some of these shows with him, and I have to wander off, too. Yeah. It's like, I, I can't stand here all day. Could you imagine if I shaved the beard off and walked in? People, little children run screaming and crying. I bet you. <laughs> I know what you look like under that beard. I've seen you before you grew it. It was like, it's, it's not a pretty sight. <laughs> well, six years. I want to say thanks to uh, you guys for coming along for the ride. Yep. Alan, thanks for all you do for us. And Tracy got us this little bottle of Henkel Trocken. Trocken? Cool. I think you have Spartan. to you have, you have to use more of a German accent when you say that one. Yeah, I'm not gonna <laughs> champagne. So, tip paper towel. <laughs> Boo! Ooh! <laughs> Look at that. See, that's how it's done, Derek. Didn't spill a drop. Didn't spill a drop. <laughs> so, but you also didn't put out a ceiling tile either. <laughs> That's the fun part. That's of the it. fun part. Derek, look up. Uh, you wanna, yeah. well, I guess that that one happened. <laughs> that's another on, time. That's from I a guess. Po- he was on a pogo stick for that one. Yeah. <laughs> no, that that cracked one is from um, Xbox uh, Rock Band. Oh, sorry. <laughs> the drum drummer. So grab yourself a glass. Grab yourself some uh, champagne there, and uh, yeah, those that one up there is from uh, somebody was playing Rock Band with the drum kit, and he finally made it through. And stood up and went, yes! Forgetting that he's now no longer a little kid. Look at that, eh? There we go. Sounds like Coca-Cola. Tink it. Tink. (laughs) Cheers, fellas. John, we're thinking of you. And actually, what I totally forgot about it here. Uh, actually, John managed to get a message through. Okay. What oh, did he? Oh, I would have felt So really he said bad. he just doesn't care? Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, fellas, glad I'm not there. You guys suck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hope this makes it. Hey, guys, congratulations on six years of Paddling Adventures Radio. That's an amazing run, and I am happy to have joined you for the last half of that. It's been a lot of fun, and I look forward to continuing this adventure with you for many more years. Assuming I don't drown, or get eaten by wild animals, or have my heart shut down for eating way too much delicious Wisconsin cheese, (laughs) congrats again. I look forward to joining you as soon as we are able to connect. Cheers, and keep on paddling. It's good to have you along, John. Cheers, John. Cheers, buddy. We're drinking without you, but I know that. (laughs) And our theory is... That he has perfect internet connection. He's just three sheets to the wind already. <laughs> he started long before be. before us. <laughs> anyway, so six years. And what do we got to talk about? Well, Nothing. he's down He's down in Florida. Yeah, that's our show. Thing. Ooh, 15 minutes. <laughs> so he's down in Florida doing his paddling. He's been down there a couple of times. Alan, you've been down there to Florida a couple of times, right? Several times, yeah. What is so great about, and now you always go kayaking, John's down there kayaking. Yeah. 
What is so great about kayaking in Florida? It's the manatee meat pie. Can- it's not winter in Canada. But no, I've been down there pretty much all four, well, three seasons. I've been down winter, spring, and, and summer. Um, just different. You know, the wildlife is different, you know, like with the manatees below here, or the dolphins, turtles. Dolph- manatee meat uh, pie, manatee steaks, manatee puree. <laughs> Barry's been hitting the, the mystery meat uh, websites. We informed them we're not real websites. <laughs> I've been informed by Ellen that they're joke websites. <laughs> so I'm not Derek happy. has lost $400. <laughs> when you pull up a manatee website and its tagline is manatee, it's not just for breakfast anymore. I'm really not sure what more explanation you needed. But anyway. Um, and just a variety from coast to coast to coast in Florida. You get uh, all sorts of different stuff from the manatees over in the Crystal Rivers, which is where I've paddled with them a lot. Um, crocs and alligator, or alligators, I guess, Central Florida. Um, and some of the holes in the rivers and out there to crocs and alligators and snakes and snake-like objects in southern <laughs> Florida. <laughs> uh, uh, was that on air earlier? Or is that the that was. Joke? That's recorded. Yeah, it's okay, on air. That was on air. Okay. Um, and then on the uh, then you get the space coast. You know, so you're paddling just north of NASA. And you know, the one time I did that, there was like one of the last space you, shuttles. You saw a launch? I didn't. I was down there oh. to see a launch. Mm-hmm. And I was out there four different days, three days, the um, one for a scouting mission, and three days that the shuttle got scrubbed. Oh. And it was like two days later, I was driving home. I was coming through Cincinnati. My brother texted me. He's like, blast off. I'm just like, damn it. <laughs> um, that was like a third or the fourth last shuttle to blast off. But um, yeah, just a variety. It's so easy. It's warm, so you don't have to worry about all the cold weather gear. Um, salt water sucks, so you have to worry about rinsing it off, but... It's usually pretty easy to find a coin up car washer, uh, your hotel or something, or your Airbnb bathtub, but don't tell them. <laughs> I won't tell them. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's pretty cool. You're not into the fishing much, are you? I'm not, but it's no. huge down there. Yeah. Right. You see fishing, fishing, uh, kayaks all over the place. So, so I said, yeah, you know what? Everything I've seen, I mean, that's. I'm going to end up down there paddling at some point. Mm. There's just so many things that we've seen and people that we know down there to to not go. Mm. Um, but even the, like just the, just for the scenery itself. I mean, yeah. you see the, the the mangrove swamps and the grasslands, the sunsets, sunrises, rivers, lakes. Like you say, is is just phenomenal. All that you can see down there, and it gets tricky though because. Like even in some of the around the keys and that you get the you just get trapped almost and stuff's only eight or ten feet high but you're going down these little it's not essentially canals and it's like it's just winding all over the place and you know Google Maps or Google Satellite doesn't always show it at best right um, you know I've never had a GPS when I've been down there but certainly wished for one a couple of times <laughs> <laughs> you know if John's doing the Everglade uh, Trail like. He and I discussed a number of years ago, right before COVID, he and I were supposed to do it, then just plans didn't work out. Like that, I don't think I'd want to do without a GPS trail. Right. Or a GPS tracker, um, you know, because you're in there for a week, five to seven days, um, and you have to bring everything because there's like no out. Um, so you're going from east to west or west to east, and you're camping on those chickies, those raised platforms. Is there sources of fresh water in there? No. So you have to bring your own water. So you have to bring Carry your own water. So water. then that, that impacts cleaning cooking drinking yeah. you know everything you eat now like what are you eating that you know you can't be boiling everything unless you're drinking that same water and you know it just gets tricky so 
Mm-hmm. Um, canoe, obviously easier cause you can carry a lot more, but he and I were going to do kayaks and that's a little bit trickier. What's, is he in canoe or kayak? Just as far as I know, they're kayaking. Kayaking. Okay. Yeah. Now, can yeah. you wash your dishes and such in the, in the salt water? I don't see why not. Yeah. yeah. Grab a pot, bring it into the bush, wash your dishes. Yeah. It'd be so save your, or even if you're in your like, fresh you know, water. like intertidal zone. Cause I know like when friends and I have uh, done kayak trips in BC and that, like if you got to go poo, like we go poo in Algonquin or Clarny or whatever, we go up away from the water, we dig a cat hole and wear a thunderbox and away we go. Mm-hmm. If you're on, on the coast, some of the coast, they recommend you do it in the intertidal zone. Cause there's so much marine life that it just disappears between the tides. Right. And that's why lots of cities still dump treated sewage and sometimes untreated sewage into hmm. coastal environments because all those bottom feeders that we buy <laughs> that are the expensive stuff at the grocery stores <laughs> take care of it right so uh yeah there is an old uh, billy Connolly sketch about that him being on an airplane and flying out and they just do you, there is lots of billy Connolly <laughs> sketches about <laughs> jobby <laughs> the jobby reekers yeah so uh yeah no because you start to think about stuff like that tides and mm-hmm. and salt water i mean you from for people like us that are way inland yeah. we don't worry about that sort of thing exactly yeah yeah in the everglades you don't have to worry too much about tides it's only a few feet so it's not like bay of fundy or the british coast or something where it's you know many many meters mm-hmm. so it's not as much of an issue but it definitely is something you have to consider. well i mean you're not you're not going to pitch a tent five feet from the water. No. If it's, you know, middle of the night, you're going to wake up swimming with the fishes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's in Jersey, not in uh, Florida. <laughs> they migrate. <laughs> so. so, but, uh, yeah, you know what? It's someplace that you always think of, ah, oh, yeah, it's great scenery down there. Because, I mean, growing up, when you mentioned Florida, Oranges and Walt Disney. Yeah. That's, that's that to me was Florida mm-hmm. growing up, right? And it was like so far away, so far away. And, and for a lot of people up here, it is still that you yeah. know, like if people, most people that I know that go to Florida, they go to Orlando. Maybe they go to you know, maybe they go to Tampa, St. Pete's or something. But there's so many different. It's like anywhere in the U.S. or anywhere in Canada. You know, you drive an hour and it's a totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, Thing you know, I started going down quite regularly a number of years ago because my parents started wintering in northern Florida, which is quite different than southern Florida. You know, just different, different type of atmosphere, different people, different. You know, and it's weird. Different places in Florida attract different people from. You know, the Michigan people all go here. The Ontario people all go there. The Quebec people all go there in the winter kind of thing. So, um, but to judge Flor- to judge Florida by one or two places, you're not getting the full flavor of Florida. So you need to. Yeah. Definitely make a few different Yeah. And there's lots trips. of inland Florida paddling as well in the rivers, especially in northern Florida. Um, there's canals that bisect Florida that, you know, it's part of the, uh, the, great, the great Loop. The Great Loop, um, yeah. The Great Loop. Um, you know, and there's the one, the Swanee River. Is that in Florida? Swanee River. Sure, we'll call it that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Singing tonight performed by Derek. Um, <laughs> Anyway, there's that's tons of floor paddling in Florida. Yeah, so we'll get down there one day. I mean, we'll maybe all of us will get down there at once yeah. at one point because we even talked to John about going down there, but again, COVID hit. And yeah, 
Well, we talked about we just recently we did an episode where we talked about the the intercoastal and the huts that you can rent and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it's like, man, that just yeah. sounds so interesting. And who doesn't want to get eaten by alligator? That'd be so cool. Or is there a crocodile? I don't know. Only if someone's there to YouTube it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. If you let me bring the camera and the drone and Facebook Live. And Facebook Live. Look, everybody. No drones in national parks. Is that a national park, though? Everglades most definitely is. Is it? Okay. Yeah. And if you are going to Florida or one of those kind of places, I definitely um, advocate for buying an annual pass for the national park. Some of those parks are pretty expensive to get into. Right. Um, I think Everglades is 40 or 50 bucks just for a day pass. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Sean's jaw dropped the floor and his eyes wow. bugged out. Um, but for like 80 bucks, you have an annual pass for every national park in the U.S. So, even Grand yeah. Canyon and some of those other ones, some of the more popular ones, I'm sure I haven't been to them, but I'm sure Yosemite and and those are, you know, charged probably around the same to get into. So you, so you do two park worth. visits and boom, it's paid for. Yeah. You know, uh, but there are parts of Everglades National Park where you don't have to pay to get into. I don't know how that works with paddling the, uh, the trail, though, because the paddling the trail starts down on the uh, east side. Um... Which you do have to pay to get into. Mm-hmm. So, but the west side, you don't. You can just pull up to Everglades City and launch, and away you go and get lost in the mangroves. I wonder if it's sort of like the Crown Land Provincial Park thing, sort of here, where you got to pay when you're in the provincial park, but when you leave it on Crown Land, you don't pay anymore, sort of thing. Yeah, I wonder. I'll just know it. I have no idea. I just know where I'm going. I'm researching it. and Because we were talking about going down to, I mean, we've been doing the trips every couple of years now without the kids, right? Because they're older and we can go live our lives and <laughs> freedom. And they don't like you anymore. And we don't, they don't like us anymore. So we're going to Iceland and we're going to, to Memphis and Nashville and all that sort of stuff. And we're looking at heading down to uh, New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, well, you know what, if we're down that way. Definitely think about bringing the the canoe or something and doing some paddling, you know, when we're when we're down that way. But now in Florida, would you suggest kayaks or or can, uh, canoes? Yes. Um, <laughs> good answer. Like, I said, good for answer. The, like the Everglades Everglades Trail, you could do either, right? Because a lot of that is all in the mangroves and all that. It winds its way through. So even if a couple miles away, the the ocean is unruly it's like you're finding a canoe um crystal river and that it's mostly protected so you could do that either or um some of the coastal areas um once you're in the actual ocean without any barrier protection or that then definitely kayak yeah but, um even over by the uh, nasa the space coast you're in indian river lagoon and stuff mind you they're pretty big they're they'd be like the equivalent would be toronto harbor you know so oh, okay if stuff picked up you wouldn't want to be out in a open canoe but you know probably not the end of the world if you know what you're doing if you know what you're doing yeah the big thing you have to watch with a lot of florida is the amount of power boaters versus the amount of power boaters oh i can imagine like it's it's 10 20 fold power boaters down there than there is here but you get into the everglades and you can get in some pretty protected and secluded areas or and around Crystal River and some of the other manatee habitat areas, you're not allowed motor motorized vessels, or they have to be extremely slow. So mm-hmm. during different seasons, so that's kind of comforting. You're not going to run over, but when you're off coast a little bit, it's um, yeah. There's lots of boats and fishing boats and power boats and all that. So, but yeah, I definitely recommend uh, hitting Florida. 
Excellent. I hmm. think we're going to go. Someday. Someday yeah. I will. Yeah. I've been to Florida, but I went to Orlando. Right. <laughs> yeah, I've never been. Which is not a great representation of <laughs> Florida or the USA. But there is, not to cut you off, but I will cut you off. There is great paddling around Florida, too. Like, I took a stand-up paddleboarding course with uh, my friend Jenny a couple a couple of years ago when I was down there. And it was this little lake that has uh, residences on it, this little restaurant. It's the only restaurant in, waterfront restaurant in Orlando that's not a Disney property. Um, and just had fabulous food and it was like, it was like a place like locals would go. Right. Um, and you know, we went out on a stand up paddleboard course. Um, you know, unlike, and that was Florida in fe- March, February, 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 2020, instead of, you know, learning how to stand up paddleboard in Frenchman's Bay on November 11th in Lake Ontario. That was so. fun. What are you talking <laughs> <was>. about? Yeah. <laughs> Type, so, type two fun? I st- Not so I still fun at the time, but fun now. Well, I still I'm, can't feel my feet. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I was just thinking, a thought crossed my mind. So down in Florida, in the Everglades, you'd be like, uh, to the local flora and fauna, all the, uh, the wild animals, they'd be like looking at you. It's like, in a kayak, you'd be a taco, and in a canoe, you'd be an open-faced open face sandwich, and in a paddleboard, you'd be like cheese on a cracker. It's just- <laughs> <laughs> well, when I was in Florida the last time, so I was down near Everglades City, and I'd put my kayak in, and everybody was taking pictures of this, what I assume was an alligator, because Florida and alligators. Um, but the park ranger said, no, it was a crocodile. But he said, you're fine, because he asked me how long I was. I said, just shy of 17 feet. He goes, well, you're fine. That one's only about 10 or 11 feet. <laughs> So it sees me, it sees something bigger. It yeah. likely won't attack me unless I'm, like, getting right up in its face. You don't know the difference between I did, a crocodile I think I did and an alligator? I think I did a Facebook Live on yeah. Parf. When, yeah. When, yeah, with with it starring in it. Yeah, that's right, I did. See you later. <laughs> yeah. One says see you later, one says yeah. after a while. That's how you tell the difference. Uh, when you're going to see later and when you'll see in a while. brought to you by. <laughs> <laughs> the stuff just writes itself. I drove an hour to get here for this. Show. <laughs> but wait, there's more. <laughs> oh, God. It's like, how do you tell the difference between uh, uh, grizzly bear poop and black bear poop? Black bear poop has lots of uh, seeds and berries and stuff in it. And grizzly bear poop smells like uh, pepper spray and uh, has bear bells. bells in it. <laughs> it has little bear bells in it. <laughs> Yeah. You can't buy entertainment like this, <laughs> nor would you want to. No. <laughs> None of money in the world. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks, Alan. Uh, yeah, you know what? Like, Florida is definitely a place. There, I mean, there's there's a lot of places. And even when we went down to Nashville and down down into Mississippi, just looking at all these different places to paddle. Tons. Kentucky, like, Ohio, yeah. Pennsylvania. Yeah. It's just so many. And then, yeah, as you get farther south. It doesn't Tennessee, stop. tons in Tennessee. Like yeah. I did a kayak race, um, got 2010, um, out of Knoxville, Tennessee, 80 miles. And it ends like at the entrance of the Smoky Mountains, right below the, uh, Fontana Dam that Harrison Ford jumped off of and. Oh, oh fugitive. Fugitive. Um, you know, and just tons of great, great paddling down there. Mm-hmm. Um, tons well, of rivers, tons of reservoirs. When we were down uh, in Nashville, we were going to go with Jerry Vandiver and do some paddling, but the river was so low. Oh, yeah. Now we just, yeah. How low was it? <laughs> How low? <laughs> well, let me tell you. <laughs> the fishes were sleeping with us. <laughs> Turn the radio off now. Never, ever you can't top that one. It's all downhill from here, baby. <laughs> just, just fast forward. <laughs> Ah, uh, 
Let's talk mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> nice segue. Disclaimer, none of us are currently on mushrooms at this moment. But one of us wants to be. <laughs> Alan. <laughs> Accurate. So, <clears throat> you brought this one back to my attention because I said, yeah, it happened back in 2019. And so I read the article and it's actually updated. Uh, in 2019... A Washington State University student, Katie Ayers, built a seven and a half foot long canoe using mycelium, an ex- uh, expansive root uh, of the common fungi, to make a seven and a half foot canoe out of mushrooms. She did. Out of mushrooms. In Northwestern America. Mm-hmm. On the West Coast. Basically, it, they, she says it's a material that can help overcome the symptoms of climate change. Mushrooms could be key in our fight against it. So this is her bid to raise awareness. Now, she was watching, um, uh, there was a, a documentary that she was watching, and part of it was about mushrooms and stuff like that. And she says, well, they're using them for everything now. What, what, can, what can I do? And she says, once you start looking into what fungi are already doing for our planet, it becomes clear that we should be paying more attention to these organisms. Her and her building partner, mushroom cultivation expert William Ash Gordon, have since won a Guinness World Record for creating the world's longest fungal mycelium boat. So there's now a record for that. Mm-hmm. So if anybody wants to buy... I can't keep build- a straight face every time you say fun guy. <laughs> fun guy. Because <laughs> we are... Fun guy. We're a bunch of fun guys. guys. <laughs> More uh, of a copy and paste, I think. But anyway. <laughs> I didn't say I wrote it. <laughs> In fact, uh, to give proper tribute, because I've been big about that lately, this... this Stuff came from a piling, uh, piling magazine article. So. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, the one the one I saw was from a engineering article. Oh, yeah, okay. an engineering magazine. So they are now joined. There's like they're saying this mycelium is a wonder wonder material, but it doesn't get the recognition it deserves. <laughs> they're joined by companies now <laughs> such as Ecovative Desi- Designs, which develops sustainable mushroom packaging and eco friendly building materials. And then hold on, hold on. Building materials? Mushrooms? Building materials. <laughs> oh! <laughs> See? They're ahead of their time! It's just like the Simpsons. Uh, then there's the Dutch firm Loop. They grow living coffins for more environmentally friendly burials. Oh, there you go. So right. you can get yourself a, a coffin made out of mushrooms? Fun guy buried in fun guy. <laughs> <laughs> the material naturally breaks down harmful pollutants at the same time as being versatile enough to be molded into a whole host of everyday objects, accessories, and tools. Hmm. So, yeah, she watched this, this documentary called Super Fungi uh, while she was in college. And she's inspired to make fun guy. her <laughs> own mycelium creations. Watching a movie about mushrooms in college. <laughs> Make your own assumptions. <laughs> I found myself inspired to make something out of the material after watching a section from the documentary on fungi packaging. Sorry, fungal packaging. After I heard it was buoyant, I knew I needed to start working out a method to grow a boat. 
Oh man, <laughs> brilliant idea! How much mushroom do you have to be? Oh. <laughs> Come up with that. Whoa, man! Hey, for some that's of us, brilliant This idea. stuff just comes naturally. <laughs> so uh, Gordon agreed to help her out on the project and offered her a summer internship at the company. And they set out building their canoe May tw- May 2019, dubbing it My Canoe. Working mainly nights and on weekends, the canoe was almost half a year to plan and then grow. They say overall it took five months to complete, but once we filled the mold with the substrate, it only took seven days to fully consolidate and become a canoe. He explained how the bu- he explains how the bulk of the work went towards timing the different pieces of the boat to line up. Uh, so yeah, so now they they got this boat, they got a Guinness World Record. And now they're trying to think of what else they can do uh, to help spread the word of mycelium. So she says, uh, Ayer says, according to her, that researchers have only scratched the surface of what the material can do for the world. Fungi are able to break down some of the most harmful (laughs) pollutants on our planet. I'm just saying it now just to make you giggle. Uh, from plastics to carcinogens to radioactive material, it consumes it all. <laughs> he skipped the word that time. I skipped Fun it that time. Right there. He skipped Fun it guy over consumes it. it all. <laughs> I'm not even reading. Really <laughs> I'm just trying not to lie. Alan's just going to leave a bit. <laughs> uh, we've only identified a fraction of the fungi on the planet, leading to many of, uh, to suspect that for every persistent chemical we release throughout history, there's at least one fungus that could adapt to consume it. So there are fungus among us. <laughs> so, no, this is pretty cool. Like, I mean, if you could do... It's so cool, man. <laughs> if you could build yourself a boat. And how lightweight do you think it is? Well, it would be very light, well, I would think. The picture was like... I mean, yeah, seven and a half feet long. Did it give the weight? No, no. Is there a dry weight and a wet weight? It says it was seven and a half feet long. It, it didn't. It didn't give. <laughs> didn't give away any any dimensions of it. Except it sat for, pretty high in the water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's actually right now. They're working on mycelium-based bee hotels to help with conservation efforts for solitary bee and wasp populations. Once the bee habitats serve their purpose in the spring and summer, they can be broken apart, providing natural fertilizer for local environment. While the bee hotels are consuming the majority of her free time, uh, she explains she has more than three notebooks filled with ideas. (laughs) It's a party weekend. (laughs) Anyway, so we've talked about boats being made. I want to see those notebooks. I want to see what the notebooks are. A lot of doodling. What is the doodling? College, mushrooms. It was a great weekend, man. It was a great weekend. So we've we've talked about canoes made out of old pianos, newspapers, fungi, mushrooms, shrooms. So, yeah. So that whole pumpkin thing that happens every year. Oh, the pumpkin. Yeah, the the floating pumpkins. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the biggest Mm -hmm. pumpkins. They hollow Mm -hmm. them out and have a little paddle fest. Pumpkin races. Yeah. So you can make a boat out of anything. Yeah. Water bottles. We talked about water bottles cement. last week. Cement. We cement. talked about the, the cement one. Yeah, the engineering ones. I tell you. <laughs> so what are we going to make 
a canoe out of? Lego. <laughs> a Lego canoe. I wonder if you, if anybody's listening and works for Lego, yeah. please <laughs> drop us a line. Just, I just dare you. a shitload of red bricks to Sean. <laughs> <laughs> he looked at the time so we knew where to so go to bleep that out. <laughs> Did you see him look at the time? I think in 12 minutes, 41 minutes. <laughs> Almost. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to see how long it is till his next. Oh, I thought you were trying now, to time. You, well, thought you bleep time it out or can it? you do a wonk wonk? Over it. Or you I can, can do just leave it in. Or you can just... <laughs> <laughs> it has been so bad that it's... <laughs> yeah. It's only... I'm dropping an F-bomb. <clears throat> Not yet. I dropped an F-bomb? No. no. But we still have time. I would have noticed that. <laughs> we still <laughs> have time. You still have time. <laughs> uh, okay. The fun guy on to... Dun, dun, dun. The thief, his wife, and the canoe. It sounds like a made-for-TV movie, doesn't it? Well, when I saw <laughs> well, that, when I saw that, it reminded me of an '80s movie that cooked yeah. the Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy or yeah, something. Yeah. Oh yeah, what was that other one? Something. In... It was like an art house film. It had some kind of weird. It was the weird. thief, the baker, and his lover, or something. The cook, the thief, his wife, and her lover. Is that what it was? Yeah. There's no cook in here. There's a thief. There's a wife. There's a canoe. There may have been canoodling. <laughs> Which would cover the, the wife lover may part. Be a lover, but we don't know that. Yeah, we don't know that for sure. <laughs> so, like I say, this sounds like a made-for-TV movie, does it not? It certainly does. <laughs> well, somebody should. Oh wait, what? <laughs> it would fit a four-part drama. The thief, his wife, and the canoe has finished filming, but has not yet been revealed when the series will be landing on ITV in the UK before going to ITV Hub, then BritBox later on. How many networks do they have here? Yeah. We do know it's likely sometime in 22, 2022. We'll be sure to update as soon as we know, plus if a U.S. air date is announced. And if not, you know, everybody's everybody's going to be clamoring to download this illegally. Yeah. So back in the day, this is actually based on a true story. A British resident by the name of John Darwin married to a woman named Anne. They had two sons. Life had been good. They were successful, lived a beautiful oceanfront home, and they also owned a total of 12 properties. Wow. So rather well to do. So slumlords. Pretty much. Yeah, okay. So as many people do, the Darwins hit difficult times financially and needed to develop a plan to pay their bills. Although the pair decided to pay for their debts wasn't strictly legal. March 2002, John was believed to have vanished while out canoeing in the North Sea. You say you remember this. I, I when, I, when I read the synopsis, I vaguely remember hearing mm -hmm. about it, but I don't know details. So when I was seeing pictures of it, the canoe is actually a kayak. I think Which it, yeah, that's what they, they call often over there. call that yeah. over mm -hmm. there. Yeah. Now, now they'll call like what we call a canoe here in North America. They'll call it a Canadian canoe, yeah. um, or they'll refer to it as a closed deck canoe, a kayak over there. If you're old, if you're old, Derek, Alan's the details man. Details he always man. knows these things. Yeah, he, he, often after an episode, he'll he'll message uh, Sean. Okay, I could have talked about that. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so he's out in a kayak there and he's 
believed to have vanished while out in the North Sea. His canoe was found not far from home, just off the coast of Durham, but he was nowhere to be found. Authorities considered him to be lost at sea. He was presumed dead. Wife collects a million dollars, almost a million dollar uh, insurance fee. Woohoo, all's good, pay the bills, blah, 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 life is good again. In reality, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> he's living next door. John was alive <laughs> and well, living right next door, hidden away in an attachment home to his own, where he continued to live quietly. His wife, Anne, was well aware of the husband's plan and joined him in the trickery, so they say. She allowed, they, or sorry, they allowed their They their kept it from their sons. sons. How do you keep that secret? Wow. Dad's dead. Don't look next door. <laughs> so, uh, they, yeah, they had no idea. She collected that and the, 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 the insurance money. And for several years, he lived secret in the, the house with no one's knowledge except for her. And eventually, he got a false identity. And John and Anne quietly moved to Panama in 2007. As one does. As one does. That's a place to go. Let's go to Panama. After five years, they decided, you know what? We got to let our kids know sort of thing. We're missing the kids, that sort of thing. So he went back home, walked into a police station and says, I've had amnesia. Because, <laughs> you know. Again. As one does. As one does in a made-for-TV movie, but this is real life. And they phoned up the wife in Panama and said, your husband's been found. So she's like, oh, my God, I'm so happy. And she comes back. And um, however, eventually they found a photo of John and Anne posing with a real estate agent in Panama. <laughs> and they knew for sure that not only had John been lying, but Anne already knew her husband was alive. <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. The plot thickens. Damn realtors and their Instagram following yeah. <laughs> people. Yeah. So John and Ann were arrested for fraud money, and money laundering. John admitted to his role in the scam, but Ann pleaded not guilty for grounds of marital coercion. Claimed she felt she didn't have a choice but to go along with the husband. And the court said, boo-hooey, you're both going to jail. They wanted a lighter sentence. The judge says, I'd give you more if I could. Uh, Anne consulted a therapist while serving prison sentence and made the decision to end her long-standing marriage with John. John was released in 2011, put on parole, but he just couldn't behave himself for long. No, there was not another canoe incident where he died mysteriously. Within two years, he broke parole, traveled to the Ukraine to meet a much younger woman, 25-year-old Anna, through a, f through a foreign bride <laughs> website. Relationship with Anna. Hold on. As one does. As one does. <laughs> the relationship with a young Ukrainian woman failed, and John soon met another young woman through an online romance. John then moved to the Philippines, where he married 47-year-old Mercy in 2015. As one oh, does. <laughs> John has since relied on his new bride to financially take care of him while he enjoys life in his 70s. Without Anne and their sons. 
dun, dun, dun. That, that, oh, oh, I should go oh, back oh, to this oh, episode oh. and say, spoilers. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this happened way back in the early 2000s. Yeah, I wonder just... if the TV production company are, like, relying on him for info. He was convicted, so it's not like he can't not talk about it. Yeah. Well, it's, it was public news, he right? He would get money out of it. Yeah. Oh. So his wife would have to completely support him. Yeah. <laughs> well, they had all the, to start with. They had all the they had all these properties. Why do they need this million dollar payout? They ran into financial yeah. difficulties. Oh, did they? And that was two thousand two. He vanished. So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so so over the last couple of years, with all the new interest. In paddle sports because of the, the pandemic. And people losing restaurants and houses and stuff. And the increase in rescues and deaths and stuff like that. I wonder how many more John Darwins have been out there in the last there two you years. Go. Hmm. Where they've been. Because there's a lot. When Every week when I go through the news and stuff, there are always so many um, found canoe floating, found a kayak floating, mm-hmm. unmanned paddleboard. Yeah, exactly. Something washed People up on searching shore. for, searching for, searching for. Mm-hmm. This police department searching for somebody on this river. Who's never seen again. Yeah. John may have just been the start. <laughs> Which would bring out a whole new TV series. <laughs> what would you call it, Sean? I don't know, but I'm going to call ITV and pitch the idea. <laughs> the COVID castaways. <laughs> so one day this summer, I'm heading downtown Toronto to battle, and I see a Facebook message pop up. And it, like the next time I was able to legally look at my messages, because it wasn't someone I knew. It was like a message request, and it was from this person who name will remain unnamed. But they're like, I am so-and-so from the Joint Rescue Center in Trenton. The there's been a kayak washed up in Toronto Harbor, and we thought you might be the guy to know who it was. <laughs> <laughs> How dire is the Coast Guard? Or me, but a little digging into the person who contacted me was a member of the Sea Kayak Ontario Facebook group I admin, but I thought that was kind of hilarious. <laughs> Police called it. Anyway, it was much ado and nothing that the kayak had just kind of wandered off. And the Canadian Coast Guard it. called in an expert today. <laughs> right. Alan! <laughs> Not. <laughs> Nobody played one on the radio. I got to get Chuck out of that. <laughs> no, yeah, that, I mean, that's, a, that's the one big thing this year that I've been noticing over the last two years. Is yeah. There's a lot of... Well, there's um, a lot of first-time paddlers. Like, yeah. sales of kayaks and canoes have been through the roof, so there's a lot of... You, but you, we... When you start seeing stuff like this, it starts to make you wonder. Hmm. You want conspiracy theories? <laughs> I'll give you a new conspiracy yeah. theory. Quick call ITV. Get a news documentary on this. <laughs> Go past their little four four series, four show series. I wonder how old the boys were. Like, you never saw the man next door 42 for five and years. 45. And then, like, mom moved to Panama. Like, the boys didn't go with, like, that's okay, you're off to college, I'm off to Panama. It's like, what, what, mom, what? No, it says they were like 42 and 45 no, 47 or something like that. 47. Yeah, they were. Yeah. yeah. Not the kids. No, no the kids were. The kids were oh, older. the kids, kids were that old. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the kids, kids were, were in their 40s. Oh, yeah. The kids were oh, much so older. Oh, so these two were old, old so it's a, much older. Yeah. 
Uh, they're two sons, 42-year-old right, right. and 45-year-old. Oh, okay. Old. So, yeah, because it said he's in his 70s now. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, they were in their... So, they were just yeah, freeloading. Yeah, 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 okay. So, sitting at home freeloading at Well, did age. they live with them, though? Sounds like. I don't know. No, no, no. We'll, we'll have to wait for them. Now we're going to have to watch the movie to get all the details. You've got the outline of the show, but you don't have all the details to make up your own mind. No, we just have the spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> the butler did it. <laughs> Gerard, what? <laughs> so, to stay over that way, you were talking about... What, wasn't that last week too? No, the week before. You had like the... Euro, oh, yeah. Eurovision yeah, oh. version of Pelican. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. yeah, we're all over the world. Yeah, well, a couple we're weeks. We're in ago, hard right? water season here, yeah. so <laughs> not a lot of stories. So <laughs> Ireland by canoe. You were talking about Instagram. Ireland by canoe. Well, Ireland is by a, canoe is an like Instagram it? account. <laughs> Edit that out. <laughs> that was your attempt at an Irish accent. Hey, to tay, to tay. Totally not getting that lucky heart charm serial <laughs> commercial. <man. laughs> Uh, it's an Instagram account set up with the purpose of promoting self-propelled canoeing adventures and to showcase the incredible network of waterways Ireland has to offer while also showing the positive impact canoeing can have on a person's mental and physical health, which we've been talking a lot about. Correct. Uh, oh, and by the way, remember the weight we carry? They they hauled those uh, skin-on-frame kayaks, hey. or sorry, canoes up Everest. Everest. Yeah. To base camp? Mm-hmm. Apparently, they got an announcement coming out soon about something happening in the Rocky Mountains. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. So, you'll have to listen to the show again to find out more when we know more. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Spoilers. So, two friends, and trying to find information on the guy's names that did this is... Hold Ian. on, hold on. Back to the, the weight we carried. They did Everest, now they're going to do the Rocky. Base that's camp. Like doing, yeah. They went to base camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know that. I followed along. So, that's like going to Everest. And then the Rockies, so that's like doing a marathon, but now they're now they're doing a five K. Well they're tired. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they do it for Stay ra- tuned, they, I guess. They raise money for mental no, health. No, and no, stuff. no, 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 yeah. no, no. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm just being an idiot. Never well mind. maybe now Move they're on. actually gonna go all the way up to the top of a mountain, <laughs> not just up to base camp. Right. Okay. See? See, now that they got, because, you know, their base camp over there would be the height of one of our mountains. I was just gonna there. say base camp is probably more challenging than Yeah. Uh, See? Well not all mountains, but most mountains. Yeah. So the two friends um, started this Ireland in canoe. They're no strangers to long-distance canoeing, having completed two massive trips so far. They've completed a 505-kilometer paddle from Donegal to Waterford in the summer of 2021 and a 270-kilometer paddle along the Shannon River from source to mouth in winter of 2021. Donegal to Waterford trip took them 15 days to complete. The paddle was in support of the Rafiki Network. Uh, this charity offers mental health awareness and support to vulnerable groups in Zimbabwe. And the Shannon River trip, they camped for seven of the eight nights that it, it took, battling constant headwinds. Oh, been there. Uh, the objective of this paddle was to prove that bad weather wouldn't deter them from getting out on the water. Ian, that's how, I think that's how you... E O I N, Ian, Eowen, Ian. Ian, I'm sure it's Ian. The founder of Ireland by Canoe said, "We thought at the time when people were most comfortable in the first world, in most cases, that it would be a good time to sacrifice some comfort and support the cause of the Rafiki Network." In July 2022, so in a few months, 
They will be aiming to paddle over a thousand kilometers all the way from Malinhead to Mizzenhead, and again raise money for. Oh, you've got. He's the, on the edge of his seat here. How He's to like pronounce E O I N. Owen. 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 Okay. I sit Ooh. corrected. That took, Owen. That took a left turn. Didn't it? Dun, dun, dun. Also, Maybe it, the butler did do it. Also, Everest Base Camp, if it was in Canada, would be Canada's third highest mountain. See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> if I already got practice, now maybe they're actually going to go right over it. Maybe they go right to the peak of a mountain. So if you're looking to follow an Instagram post or, or account, Ireland by Canoe. Because you just start looking. They've got little video clips on there. Uh, some of the, the, the places they're paddling and stuff are pretty pretty cool. And yeah, follow them uh, and follow their progress this July when they paddle their thousand kilometer canoe trip. What's next? Well, we're getting close to the end. I'm on my last page here. Uh, YouTube series. There's two new, well, not new. Uh, one of the Northern Scavenger. If you're looking to watch some YouTube movies about canoe tripping. Northern Scavenger has uh, put out episode one and two of their new Wild Rivers uh, show. It's a 10-part series on their 2021 Cote Nord trip in Quebec. So episode one and two are out, and you can, you can start checking that out. They usually release one episode a week sort of thing. Jim Baird, if you have not been watching his Beyond the Height of Land um uh, they are now on episode 16 of a 25 days in northern manitoba heading towards hudson bay with his brother ted so if you're looking for a couple of shows on youtube to watch check out northern scavenger and jim baird and uh, yeah you won't be disappointed there's lots to watch only other thing i've got here is upcoming events that are oh, yes. happening Quiet Adventure Symposium, it's virtual only this year, March 1st, 2022. Access to 20 plus online presentations. If you want to find out more and uh, get access to the uh, presentations, go to quietwatersociety.org. Are you still getting the emails from them, Derek? It's from, it's from them, you're getting them, right? Yeah. Because yeah. I'm getting them too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just, just, just Never stop. Just double checking. We're just well, well, last week you weren't sure who you were getting emails from. I get so many. Like I, I get like twenty or thirty emails a day, and most of them I just ignore and delete. It's from those questionable <laughs> it, it, websites. It's obvious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> delete. 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 Well, I'm in the mode now. Yeah. Delete. 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 <laughs> Empty mailbox. <laughs> Canucopia, Madison, Wisconsin, in person and virtual. Ooh, we could go. We could. Oh, now that they're relifting restrictions and everything. So as of the taping of today, March 1st, all you need, you don't need the 72-hour PCR test to get back into Canada. You just need the quick, the quickie one. Hmm. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Things that make you go, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> In person and virtual, March 11th to 13th. Go to rutabaga.com backslash canoecopia for more information on tickets and times and all that sort of stuff. Then there's the Toronto Outdoor Adventure Show, which is a lot closer for us. Up the road. Yeah. Uh, well, it's what, 40 minutes across town? Yeah. 
to the other side of Toronto. And they think it's going to be in person. It's in person, they're saying, this year, April 29th till May 1st. Go to outdooradventureshow.ca if you want to find out more information on who's going to be there. And uh, they're supposed to be having um, some lectures and presentations and all that stuff still. So, Did you apply to... I did not this year simply because I didn't want to take the effort to put out a big presentation, <laughs> make the presentation, and then go, ah, yeah, we're not we're not doing it. So thanks, but no thanks. Surprisingly, that is exactly how they sound. Isn't it? <laughs> not doing it. Not doing it. Nope, not doing it. <laughs> we're not doing it this year. The amount of accents you pick up watching TV, especially <laughs> Saturday Night Live. <laughs> you missed a part of the beginning. Did I? What have you been up to? Nothing. I thought last week you were talking about like planning a four-day thing away or something. Oh, yeah. We're away this weekend. Oh, this coming weekend. Yeah, this coming weekend. We're going winter camping. Where? Algonquin Park, Mule Lake. Okay. And I know some guys that are off the beaten path up there, and I might do a day hike in. Oh, they're in the airfield. So that yeah, so no, 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 up on uh, farther in. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah, I might yeah, uh, yeah. take Tracy on a trip interior, trip. so that she can see what an interior winter camping yeah. setup looks like. They'll have the uh, trail broke for you guys. Yeah, that's why I like going after they're already in there. <laughs> Less work for me, baby. <laughs> what are you up to, Alan? What's the temperature supposed to be this weekend? Um, minus cold. <laughs> I don't look at it. So oh we- no. Midweek was minus 35, but it's supposed to warm up by the weekend. Yeah, Friday minus 10 Celsius, this Canadian talk. Uh, minus 4 Saturday, 1 on Sunday. Really? There you go. We're there till two Monday. On, 2 on Monday. Friday to Monday. Yeah. 2 on Monday? Yeah. Oh, that means stuff starts so, melting. So. so oh. But you didn't break down muddy. your tent in a t-shirt. Yeah, but you're going to be on two feet of snow, so yeah. I'm not going to really go to No, we're going to be on ice. <laughs> they plow. They've gotten in the lot. Remember when we went up that year snowshoeing, and we we saw the sites, and there was they weren't plowed. Oh yeah, yeah. They were yeah. just covered with. Yeah. Well, no, they plow them now. When yeah. you go to Mule Lake, they yeah. actually plow the sites. Makes sense. So when you oh, no. when you drive on in there, you're on a little bit of snow, but it's ice underneath mm-hmm. where you drive. But do they plow the whole site? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And they've gotten this year. They put. Uh, Pylons on the um, on the fire pits, the metal fire pits, so they don't plow. So they them. don't plow the fire pits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what, I don't know if they were plowing them. Also, but so you can find it. They as were a camper. burying them. Right. So we we were thinking, oh well, sit around the campfire at night. No, we couldn't because we couldn't find it. It was under eight feet of snow. <laughs> I'm not digging eight feet of snow so that I can sit outside and freeze my buns off around a fire. <laughs> I'll sit inside around my stove with the fire going <laughs> in my skivvies. <laughs> oh, that took a bad turn. <laughs> <laughs> hey, are you guys in the tent? I'm in the nude. Come on in. <laughs> Go up here. <laughs> I just shake my head. Why did I <sighs> what are you doing? What are you up to, Dirk? I am far, far too busy. Okay. Far, far too busy. And so I'm not camping. No. No. Okay. You going to come up camping? No. Why? I'm cold. <laughs> it's cold. I did my cold stuff earlier this year in Montreal and Ottawa. It's cold out Minus there. 37 when you know, coming ah. back to Sherbrooke. It's like, screw that. Hello, welcome to Canada. Hello. Or when we were skating on the canal looking for that yellow car that went through. <laughs> <laughs> Are they selling beaver tails? I had a beaver tail on did the you? canal. Did you? And hot chocolate. Did the whole Canadian experience. Um, Saw tire tracks? 
saw cars driving out. Like the conservation people drive on the, oh, yeah. the canal because it's just a three point whatever kilometers. Yeah. So it's a loop, seven point eight kilometers, just above the Ottawa River. Um, but it was fine. It was, but it was like minus twenty three or minus twenty five in the afternoon. <laughs> I haven't been <laughs> skating on the canal in years. That's the yeah. first time I'd ever done it. Really? It all, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. The only time I'd ever been to Ottawa previous was spring and summer. So. Are they setting up the the little stands on the ice? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was all done. Yeah, do yeah, skate rental, the, the warming booths and that. Yeah. And those weren't open. I don't know if it was just because we were there on like a Wednesday or if it was because of COVID, but those weren't open. But the Beaver Tails and the other huts and that were. And then we went to a really cool place just uh, north of Gatineau, um, Eco Odyssey, where in the summer... You can uh, paddle a uh, canoe or kayak through this maze of stuff that apparently this marshy area it was created by beavers. And then these two guys came in and said, hey, they started doing something pretty neat in here with all these channels and canals. And they went and dammed a bunch more and created this whole like thing. I don't know. It's got to be a kilometer wide by half a kilometer you know, one way and a kilometer the other. And, and then winter they, they plow it and skate on it. Hmm. They have like lights and music and that going nice. and the whole fire pit and all that kind of thing. So Where that was that? That, that was uh, just twenty five minutes north of Gatineau. Hmm. So thirty five minutes Canadiana. from downtown Ottawa. What's that? Pure Canadiana mm-hmm. winter, but with a French accent because we were in Quebec. Oh, wait, wait, wait! Oh, I tell you, huh? <laughs> Beaver tails were had. Excellent, excellent. You guys got anything else? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> You're not too much of a fun guy now. <laughs> the fun guy. <laughs> no, I did. Well, international travel is coming back. So that's a good thing. Yeah. So I'm going to get start getting busier with the tours and stuff, with the experience. Uh, the waterfalls thing. I've been up to the waterfalls a few times, get, watch, check them out all frozen over. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. And the government's announcement today about lifting restrictions was made me happy. Yeah, that's good. Um, so, yeah. So it, uh, I don't know if it was just coincidence, but like I got a bunch of new bookings today. Good. From international travelers, so well, you got to think everybody's yeah. now. I think everybody's sort of getting resigned to the fact that if you've got your shots, you're less likely to get the bad version. You're yeah. Get yeah, well, something that's uh, a bad, bad flu, and everybody's chomping sort of the thing. bit to travel again. Yeah, everybody's, yeah. It, like the whole planet's been shut down, so chomping yeah. a bit to live again. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, and if things keep going this way, I think we might actually be heading across the border a number of times this summer mm-hmm. to do some paddling. Woohoo! Yeah. And John can come up. Yeah. Oh, crap. I, I mean, yay! <laughs> <laughs> I still got six puppers in the cold storage for him. You know, I was getting <laughs> beer for the Super Bowl the other day, and it's like I saw one solitary puppers <laughs> sitting in the fridge at uh, the grocery store, and I'm like, hmm. Nah, Did you ever watch Letter Kenny? Like no. There's a one character he also plays. is called Shorzy. Uh-huh. Last name Shores, but they call him Shorzy because it's hockey. Well, apparently, they're coming out with a new TV show called Shorzy is going to be hilarious. Definitely not for kids. (laughs) (laughs) There's questionable subject material word wise in there. Like Alan words? Alan words. (laughs) It has Alan words in there. Yeah. Yeah, That's only twice tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Three. Three? I only hear two. I thought there was three. Am I becoming immune to 12 and 41. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Contest for this episode <laughs> of the show. If you can count the amount of times I've said swear word, like the George Carlin swear words, not any of this like damn and hell crap, but like, you know, the good ones. The seven. Whoever can guess 
the amount, yeah, seven George Carlin swear words. Whoever can guess how many swear words I actually said tonight will win a canoe or kayak keychain compliments the Kingdom Outdoor Project. Uh, go to the Pally Metro's radio Facebook page and enter a number down below. And yeah. Whichever one I think is right will win. Well, I think it's right. <laughs> and if you can tell us the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Timestamp. Timestamp. Oh, no, no, because then everybody will know if they put it on the uh, – send Pally Ventures Radio a message. Yeah, uh, send us a private, a private message. private message. Yeah. Yeah. And by, like, I don't know, at some point when I remember it again, I'll uh, pick, a, pick a winner and somebody will get <laughs> – remember somebody back will get, in somebody 2022? Will get some, somebody will get a keychain ma- mailed to them. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that was like 14 years ago. <laughs> Hashtag plug. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, plug plug away, man. What, yeah, what's going yeah. on with uh, with uh, Kingdom Outdoor? Nothing. Products. I'm looking forward to another great 2022. 2021 was great because everybody's you know doing outdoor stuff and that. So I had a bunch of new products and and that. So I'm doing all my vendor orders, and they'll be coming in March, April. Uh, the locks, the lights, the compasses, keychains. Uh, I don't know a bunch of other stuff. So. We need to do another night paddle. I certainly do because I've got those two. Lights, kayak lights still sitting there that yeah. have never been used. <laughs> you should lose them with my kayak. No, just and lose the lights. Why? Because I have to buy two more. <laughs> <laughs> funny, I lost them. They, I think they were stolen in Derek. You know, funny it, the, the, <laughs> for years and years and years, I've always done like full moon paddles. Yeah, which I don't know what the moon was like the night we were out, but um, this year I'm going to start doing no moon paddles. Just get oh, darker. pitch black. Yeah, just get yeah. it darker. Because it's like when the moon is full out over the Toronto Harbor and stuff, it just it, it, it's not daylight, but it's pretty bright, bright out there. Yeah. Um, but when you got no, so when there's no moon, especially going through the uh, island island channels and that, it's gonna be pretty fucking spooky. Yeah, that was another oh, one. that was a big one. That was yeah, that one was kind of on purpose. Yeah, one was more a big. Give one. us another tick next year. Numbers. <laughs> Sean looked at time again. That one might be. Edit it out. <laughs> but that wasn't spelled F O K K E N the German way. That means seal in French. P-H-O-K-E-N. Yeah, seal in French. Seal in right, French. Right on my laptop case, right here. P- oh, they spelled it P H O Q U E. Yeah, that's yeah. A French way to spell it. Fuck off. Fuck off. Fook? Is it Fook or Fox? Fook. Fook? There's a seal in my yeah. swimming pool. Okay. <laughs> okay, those seal ones don't count towards the prize. <laughs> now he's just going to town. I don't care. Send him the message, follow along, do whatever. Do all the other stuff he's going to tell you to Send do. Send all your episode. hate mail to <laughs> Paddling Adventures Radio. Attention, Alan. Alan. <laughs> the fun guy. All right, wrap this stuff up. I got to get home. Do you really? I'm, no. not done my, I'm, I'm not even done my beer yet. There's what, more what, champagne what minute, to drink. What, what minute are we at? We're at 112 113, 14. <laughs> okay. Hour and, hour and 15 minutes. So we okay. still got another hour to go, Alan. Okay. All right. I'm in for it. Does anybody need a pee break? What's Kevin <laughs> Callan's longest episode? Like four hours, <laughs> which I whittled down to like three. Okay. <laughs> oh, you actually did it. Oh, yeah. Oh, I had, I had yeah. to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was I just too much. It. Why? Yeah. Because there's a lot of. run. No, there was a lot of stuff that was. There, there was offside stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In oh, a, like pre-show. <laughs> yeah, it was like pre-show, material. but it was in the middle. <laughs> yeah, so. I guess Sean was making a lot of notes on timing. That <laughs> I, I had to get a new pen. We had to take commercial breaks so I could get a new pen. He had three notebooks full. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Is that, so that's it. That's um, it. Hey, 
again, Alan, thanks for uh, yeah, thanks for being, joining us, man. It was awesome. Uh, yeah. Here tonight and over the past uh, few years, and John Van Berger, I hope you're enjoying uh, the Everglades. And again, to you as well, thanks and for being eaten, for being eaten. here. Yeah, stay away from the snake-like objects um, and the the reptiles with the pointy teeth. Uh, come back and bring us cheese and beer, and we'll see you later or <laughs> yeah. in a while or in a while, yeah. <laughs> depending on what's the there, depending on what you see, <laughs> depending on whether you see crocodiles or alligators. <laughs> we'll see you in a while or later. <laughs> anyway, if you want to find out more about us, you can find us at. Can you imagine some of the reaction if they had to pay for this crap right now? <laughs> <laughs> people, uh, people say, "Why don't you have that on Patreon?" Really? <laughs> like, <laughs> pay for this? Come on, give your head a shake. <laughs> I'm only going to charge you. <laughs> If you want to find out more about us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can download or stream our episodes from iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Player FM, and all your favorite podcast downloading sites. You can go to our episode page at paddlingadventuresradio.com and listen or download all our episodes there. If you enjoy the podcast, please share it with friends and family and fellow paddlers. Again, thanks to all our listeners for the past six years. Uh, thanks for all the guests we've had on, the people we've met. Uh, it's been an awesome, awesome run. And Derek, I say we do this for at least another 14 to make them even 20. <laughs> I don't know. It could last that long. <laughs> I'm just sitting over here shaking my head. Why? Because you're going to be asked if you're for the next 14 years? You might take over for Derek at some point? There you go. 14. That's the run when you're retiring, I bet. No, Sitting you're retiring up. before that. Like retiring? And I like, can't afford to retire. Okay, right. I'll be 100 when I retire, okay. die, whichever. Yeah. 14. Damn. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> 14, baby. But don't you get a gold watch at 25? Oh, so Derek, another... <laughs> 19, 19 years. 19, Sean. 19. Oh, look at you geniuses. Look at you. Math wizard. Math wizard. I want to thank everybody for listening this week. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Spest. We'll see you next time.